The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. It was a big ask. I mean, the guy who asked was charismatic. He was compelling, intriguing, but no matter how you looked at it, it was, it was a big ask. Simon had uh, been up all night fishing, fishing the lake that he'd grown up on. Uh, he was a professional fisherman, had a business venture with old man Zebedee and his sons. Simon knew how to fish this lake. They'd fished at the best times, in all the best places, but that night it, it hadn't mattered. I mean, with two boats all night long, absolutely no fish. But you know, the idle time gave him opportunity to think about this teacher he had met. Simon's brother Andrew had introduced them, and well, Andrew, Andrew thought he was the Messiah, the, the one that Israel had been waiting for, the, the one that God would send to, to save and rebuild a broken world. And when you listen to him, well, Simon could imagine the possibilities. And, and got to say, Simon and his brother and, and his business partners, they'd been hanging out with Jesus for a while, and they'd seen some really wild things. I mean, there was like this wedding that they were all at, and Simon was convinced that Jesus changed these vast cisterns of water into wine. I mean, he drank it. And then... Well, then it was the way he was around sick people. Like one weekend, one Saturday, Jesus preached at, at Simon's home church. And afterwards, they all, with Jesus, came back to his house for dinner. Simon's mother-in-law was, was sick. She had a, actually really sick, a big fever. And Jesus, he leaned over her and he rebuked the fever. And instantly she was healthy like got up and began to take care of them and, and make dinner. And that night, even more so, people from all around the countryside, they brought sick people to Jesus, and he was putting on hands on them all night long, healing people. It was an amazing thing to see. But you know, even having witnessed all of that, it was still a big ask, what, what Jesus asked him to do. I mean, Simon and his business partners had, had finished this fruitless night of fishing. They had pulled the boats ashore, and they were busy washing the nets, storing them up for the day, putting all their tools away. And Simon looks up, and he sees this Jesus, this teacher they'd met, walking down the shore of the lake, surrounded by a crowd of people who just wanted to be near him, wanted to hear him as he, as he shared God's word. Well, Jesus walks down the beach, steps into Peter or the Simon's boat and says, Simon, can you take us out a little bit from shore? So Simon gets in the boat, backs it up a little bit in the water. Now Jesus has got this perfect amphitheater where the people could crowd along the shoreline and he could sit down and he began to teach them. And Simon and everyone else listened. What did he say? If it's like his other sermons, he... Uh, he told them that God's reign on earth was drawing near. He told them that God's plan 
to redeem mankind had been set in motion. He told them that he was there to announce the year of the Lord's favor. Now, what effect did that have on the crowd? We don't know. But we do know how it affected Simon the fisherman. Jesus finished preaching and he turns to Simon and he says, put out into deep water and let down the nets for, the ca- for a catch. This was a big ask, right? The professional fishermen had been getting after it all night long. Two boats came up with nothing, zero fish. They just weren't there in that part of the lake that day. More than that, you know, all the work of washing the nets and putting them away had all been done. If we do this, it means double the work. And then, you know, what Jesus said, go out now, middle of the day. Everybody knows in this lake you you fish it in the dark. Go out and put it in deep water? The pros, they work the shallows. Uh, In fact, the kind of nets that they used didn't really work in deep water. And then it was all the people on the shoreline. The people who were so raptly paying attention to Jesus, could they have missed what he said? If they missed what he said, they wouldn't miss it if Simon followed this advice. And remember, all those people on the shoreline, they might not be fishermen, but boy, if you lived in Capernaum, you knew about fishing on the Sea of Galilee, and you would know exactly how silly it would be to go out into the deep waters in the middle of the day and let down your nets. Simon would look foolish in front of his friends and his colleagues and his family. It was a big ask. More work, little sense, likely ridicule, certainly profitless. But Simon said, Master, we've worked hard all night, haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Because you say so. Simon was face to face with a command of Jesus that seemed to make no sense to the world, might have subjected him to ridicule among his peers, was guaranteed to cause more work, and had no guarantee of success. Jesus has not stopped making big asks of his church. Maybe that can feel familiar, because Jesus still asks his church to do things that make little sense to the world, guarantee more work, invite ridicule, and have no guarantee of success. There are times when Jesus makes big asks, but when he does, remember who's in the boat. Remember the one who's doing the asking. I wonder if the crowd on the beach stayed long enough to see the result of Peter, or excuse me, of Simon taking Jesus' silly advice. Were they there long enough to see Simon start signaling back to shore, bring another boat! The fish, so many fish. Were they there to gape in astonishment as breaking nets were emptied into boats loaded down so much that they almost sank? Were they there to stare in amazement as Simon and old Zebedee and his sons had the biggest catch of their career, the most amazing windfall, an impossible sort of catch? We don't know what effect it had on the crowd. 
But we do know the effect it had on Simon. Simon saw it, and he knew what it meant. And he fell at his knees before Jesus, and he acknowledged his divinity, that he was before God in the flesh. Now, I don't know if you noticed it when we read this section of Scripture, but throughout the entire account, the fisherman is called by his given name, Simon. Uh, That's what his parents called him. Until this point, where he's on his knees before Jesus and acknowledges that he is, in fact, God in the flesh, there in the boat with him. And at that point, Luke, he calls him Simon Peter. Petros in Greek means rock. Peter, remember, was the nickname Jesus gave to Simon the first day he met him those months ago. He said, you're going to be called Peter. Because you see, Jesus knew what he was going to make of this fisherman. He knew that this fisherman was going to be someone who by faith stood on a rock-solid confession that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So here, when he acknowledges first the divinity of Jesus, of course, Luke calls him Simon Peter. Because this miracle was just part of the way in which Jesus was preparing him to be not just his disciple, but to be his apostle, to come follow him. No doubt, Peter was going to have a whole lot of questions and worries about that. That doesn't go away today. Talk to our missionary family and say, what questions do you have when you're going to leave everything behind? You question whether, who's going to take care of my extended family? Will I be able to provide for the people I'm supposed to provide for? Well, Jesus meant to answer every single one of those questions for this man he was going to call into ministry. Right? Who's going to take care of my family? Peter, don't you remember your mother-in-law? And the way that a word from me, even a great fever is gone. Who's going to provide for the people you need to provide for? Peter, look at the fish in the boat. They're swamping it. Right? This, this catch of fishes is meant to show us that when God gives a gift, God is never stingy. Right? That's not how God gives gifts. He's never stingy. When Jesus showed up and brought wine to a party, he showed up with hundreds of bottles of wine. Right? When Jesus brought fish, he brings it by the boatload, two of them. He's telling Simon Peter that everything in this world is under my control, and what I'm about to ask you to do, understand that all of my promises come with it. Every single one. When Jesus makes a big ask, start out by remembering who's in the boat. Remember the one who's doing the asking. Simon Peter recognized the gravity of what had happened, and uh, he found himself on his knees saying this, Go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Peter knew that God was there in the flesh. And uh, Peter also knew just how inadequate, how sinful he was. And when sinful man comes near a holy God, all it does is it accentuates how sinful we are. All it does is make us fear that the only reason why God could draw near to sinful man would be to punish. Like Adam in the garden, when he heard God walking in the cool of the day, he hid from God because he could only conceive of a God who would come to punish. Isaiah, when he gets the vision of the throne room, he, woe to me, I'm ruined. I've seen the king and I'm a sinful man. 
Here Peter is like, Lord, go, just go away. Like, I, I'm too sinful to be close to something this holy. And I'm afraid. It's the same fear we have when we, when we wonder if God is finally going finally gonna to get even with us for those memories we have that still burn, for those, uh, those things we've done we're just, just ashamed of. And when that holiness draws near, we, we say like, Peter, Lord, go away from me. I'm, I'm too sinful. But you know, Jesus came with another huge word in the middle of that boat. He said, don't be afraid. Peter, I know you. I know your sins. I know your failures. I know everything about you, Peter. And even so, here I am in the boat with you. I didn't come here to punish. I'm in this boat with you. I'm in this world with you to save. Don't be afraid. Those are words of absolution that Jesus gave to Peter. And they're words of absolution meant for every Christian who approaches a holy God. You don't have to be afraid precisely because it was God who's in the boat with you. God came down into this broken world to share our humanity that he might redeem it. Now there are still days when, when you wonder if it's, if God could really be as forgiving as he claims to be, that God could really forgive and forget the things maybe I'll never stop remembering. Jesus said, don't be afraid. And he invites us to say, Master, okay, because you say so. This word of absolution was so important for Simon because Jesus was about to make another big ask. He said, from now on, you will fish for people. Jesus was calling Simon and these brothers to a special job, to follow him, to be his disciples, to be his apostles, to be his messengers of grace to the world. He wants them to leave behind fishing and start fishing for people. Uh, the, uh, that word fishing for people, in the New Testament is written in Greek, and that Greek word uh, means from now on you'll catch people alive. That's an interesting distinction, right? Because when we use nets to go fishing, every time you pull the fish out of the water with the net, what happens to all the fish? They die. That's not what Jesus is talking about. He says, the kind of fishing we're going to do together, Simon, we're going to catch people alive. Because see, when the gospel catches people, the gospel never kills. The gospel gives life and gives life to the full. So you know how uh, every Sunday we use one of the creeds, one of the statements of belief of the Christian church. Um, the creed is divided into three paragraphs or three articles, we call them. The first article talks about how God provides for us and protects us. The second article, we remember that God redeemed us from our sins. And the third article, we remember that he sanctifies us. He sets us apart for his service. Here in this amazing encounter. You see Jesus covering the entire aspect of the Christian faith while he's calling Simon Peter and these brothers into his service. First he says, when I call you into my service, Simon, don't worry about who's going to provide for you or protect for you or protect you. 
I can drown you with fish, right? Second of all, don't worry that you think your sinfulness would disqualify you from being in my presence or being in my service. I said, don't be afraid. And third, my invitation to be my servant, that is my endorsement, that is my stamp of approval, that is my incorporation of you into my body. Now's the time, Peter. Now's the time. Come follow me. It was a big ask. I mean, standing there on the shore, they've got this huge windfall. Huge amount of money sitting there in the, place, in the, in the, uh, in the means of fish. They've got their family standing around celebrating the fact that they had just got the biggest catch ever. No doubt the village had turned out to see this crazy thing that had happened. It was a big ask. When Jesus makes a big ask, remember who's doing the asking. Because you say so, Lord. Simon and those brothers, they, they left it all behind. Right there on the beach. Left the fish in the boat with old Zebedee and the employees. They left everything and followed him. Because nothing else mattered now that they had found this. Turns out it wasn't a big ask. It was an invitation that wasn't to be missed. You know, today we had this wonderful opportunity to hear from the Hartman family who've served as our missionaries in, in, uh, in Latin America and, and now are going to be doing that in Europe as well. This is, this is a family that's done just like Simon Peter, left everything behind to follow Jesus. It's a wonderful day for us to pray for them and to hear about their ministry. But it's also a day to remember that the very same invitation and the very same promises have been extended to you, Christ Church. When it comes to supporting the work of the gospel or sharing the message of Jesus with your family, with your friends, with your neighbors, when considering the fact that God wants to use you in service to your brothers and sisters in this community, in this church, remember what happened that day when God was in the boat. Fish without number and forgiveness without measure means following without fear. Because you say so, Lord. God grant it. Amen.